Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Even with lots of holiday activities on the books, you can still blaze through a huge reading list with Blinkist, the knowledge-boosting app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books, and condenses them down into only 15 minutes of reading or listening time. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com living to try it free for 7 days and save 25% off your new subscription. Two books that I'd recommend to get started with are Finding Your Element by Ken Robinson and The Power of the Other by Dr. Henry Cloud. Once again, that's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash living, to start your free 7-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash living. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Divine Adjustment by Henry Thomas Hamblin, published in 1930. It is necessary for us to develop strength and individuality. We have to become so strong that no dominating ego can have any power or influence over us. We have to maintain our liberty and be free, individualized beings. If we do not maintain our freedom, we not only become weak people without individuality or character, but we also are liable to find ourselves dominated by some strong ego to such an extent that our life ceases to be our own. Now many of us may recognize the necessity of being strongly individualistic and capable of resisting suggestion, but how are we to develop such strength? Reading and intellectual knowledge will not bring us into the desired state. These have their legitimate use, but they can take us only part of the way. For example, it is one thing to read a portion of scripture that describes the strength and liberty that may be ours, and quite another thing to be able to realize the truth of it. Some of us may have been reading the Bible all of our lives, yet it has been read without understanding, so that it has poured through our mind like water through a sieve. We may have believed that there is power and strength to be found in the inspired word, but we have never been able to lay hold of it. The mere reading of the word of God is not sufficient to read a whole chapter as one would an ordinary book is better than not reading the Bible at all, but it will never bring the reader into a state of realization or an actual knowing by the soul. There is strength and power 
wisdom and knowledge to be found in the Word of God, but they are underneath the surface. I am not referring to any esoteric or mystical interpretations that can be brought to light through any key or system of interpretation. They do lead one to a deeper intellectual interpretation, but do not help as far as realization is concerned. Neither when I say that the inner truth of scripture lies beneath the surface, do I mean that there is some deep idea or mystery that can be dug out by close application and study. What I really should say probably is that truth is within us, or that it is revealed to us inwardly, to the soul, through the awakening of an inward spiritual faculty. This is the work of the spirit of truth which dwells within us, and is ever ready to reveal the truth to us, not through the intellect, but direct to the soul. But how shall we read or study the Bible, so that by doing so we may enter into truth, and also find the strength in realizing its power? Certainly not by reading chapter after chapter, and certainly not by studying the sacred scripture as one would study a textbook of science. The first thing to do is to acknowledge that the surface or literal meaning, while valuable, cannot bring us to an inner understanding. The next thing to do is to acknowledge that the Bible really refers to our own soul its wanderings, its journey back to God, and final reconciliation and union. The next thing to do, and this is most important, is to acknowledge that we cannot understand or enter into the truth of ourselves, and that it is only as the spirit of truth within us reveals the truth to our souls that we can enter into a realization of truth. Having got thus far, we next see that while we meditate upon a small portion of scripture, not trying to understand it, either literally or intellectually, but making ourselves inwardly receptive to the influence of the spirit of truth within, that it becomes possible for the truth to be revealed direct to our soul, and for us to enter into a state of strength and confidence. Now, in order to develop strength and maintain our individuality without inflating the self, let us take the second verse of Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. When we begin, we may find our mind in a state of chaos. Fear may send our thoughts tearing round and round, so that we cannot think of truth at all, or concentrate upon the words before us. We therefore find it impossible to become quiet, or make any progress because of our agitated state of mind. The best thing to do is first to pray for those who are the cause of our fear or agitation, 
We should not, however, pray that they may be coerced into doing this, that, or the other, or that they should be made to refrain from doing certain things. But we should pray that they may be divinely blessed, and that they be led to do the right thing, and be guided in the right way, according to the will of God. When praying for others, we must always give them perfect liberty, and also we must give God perfect liberty, praying that blessings may abound, and God's perfect will be done, freely and without hindrance from ourselves. When we have prayed for those who trouble us, even though it may seem folly to do so, we find that our mind becomes calmer and more tranquil, now if we take this statement, the Lord is my rock, we still may find that the mind pays no attention because it is undisciplined and filled with anxious fears, resentments, and thoughts that are foreign to this truth. If however we focus all our attention on the words and at the same time trying to shut out all unwanted thoughts and repeat this statement of truth over and over again, we will gradually find that the mind becomes still, and a sense of understanding comes to us, and along with it a great uplift of soul, and a sense of peace. We gradually become aware that we are established in the infinite, that we have our being in the eternal, and that God Omnipotent is our refuge, our strength, and our deliverer. Then we know that all is well, and that we are free from all domination, and that our strength is the strength of God and Omnipotence, or rather that we have no strength of our own, but that the inexhaustible resources of the infinite are ours to draw upon, that in our weakness God's strength is made manifest. It will be noticed that David, the writer of Psalms, does not say that he is his own rock, but that it is the Lord who is his rock, to declare that we are strength or power may produce a false sense of strength and power, but it does not lead us to the great rock the rock that is higher than I. What we need is something that will connect us with omnipotence, with the one power of the universe. To declare that we ourselves are this power shuts the door of attainment in our face. It cuts us off from our one and only source, from all life and power. But the words of David connect us to the one power to the one source of power. Thus we do become established in the eternal and become conscious of it. We enter into a divine realization, which is something that can only be experienced, for it cannot be described. However, this realization that we are grounded in the eternal and that the one and only power is the power upon which we rely and which can never fail us, should not cause us to dominate others, or wish to dominate them. What we claim for ourselves, 
we must readily grant to others. We claim to live our own individual life, to develop our own particular genius, and to follow our own higher intuition. Therefore we desire that other people should do the same. The trouble that some parents experience is often due to the fact that they try to dominate their children and make them conform to their own pattern, instead of allowing each one to give expression to his or her own individuality. There is trouble among friends due to the same failing and even trouble among the saints. While we must retain our freedom, and reject and shake off all attempts made by others to dominate us. We must be equally certain that we do not become guilty of trying to dominate others. We must allow them the same liberty that we demand for ourselves. Now, despite all of this, we still may be subject to nervous fears. The great remedy is the realization of the truth about God as our rock and strength, and the truth about ourselves is children of God, hiding in the rock, the rock that is higher than I. Just one final thing before I leave you. It may be that you are the victim of some weakness of character, and there may seem no way of escape. Remember that the path of victory lies in realizing God is your rock and strength instead of fighting against the habit or weakness of character. We cannot gain the victory over ourselves by fighting a weakness, but only by finding in God that which fills the deficiency that is the cause of our repeated failure. Our prayerful attitude at all times should be, Lord, fill me with thyself, so that all my deficiencies may be made good, and that the Holy Spirit may triumph in me, and be all in all to me. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.